All right. A little bit different, a little bit different on a uh, uh, celebratory Hall of Fame week for Big Poppy. It is uh, Scotty Dukes and, and Rubber Shoes, just the two of us. Nope. That's it, man. That's it. Unfortunately, we have uh, a couple of guys down and out. Um, you know, we wish them all the best, uh, both Timmy and Adam. Um, I, I don't know if Adam's actually been officially diagnosed, but um, I know Timmy has. Unfortunately, Timmy has covid Adam's not feeling well. He's thinking he might have the vid. Um, so we wish them both very well. But you got Scotty Dukes up here in Maine. And then, of course, my buddy Billy Rubby Shoes Corey hanging out. Both, with- both survivors of the vid. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Two survivors here. We'll have two more uh, coming back for, for next week. But uh, but yeah, this is uh, it's it's too bad, too, because it's really exciting. Um, I'm, I'm like super excited, super pumped for, for David Ortiz. And we have to start there. I don't think we would start anywhere else. Obviously we're all wearing our Red Sox stuff. I got my 2013, you know, one one of the greatest postseasons performances in, 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 in the history of baseball, something I don't think will ever be uh, duplicated, but, uh, but yeah, let's kick it off there. Let's start with you, uh, uh, Billy, obviously, and, and and what your thoughts are on, on one, uh, an amazing announcement. Yeah, I was totally shocked when when they were did you watch the announcement live i didn't no i didn't so i had it on live and i was texting as they were bringing it up and they they start reading that the hall where where you have one player that's going to be coming in and he was a huge slugger and as soon as they said that i thought a rod right i thought it was a rod because i for because of the the pop on the test that was supposed to be anonymous i thought for sure Ortiz was not getting in this year. Right. I thought he would get in, but I think they were going to discipline him for that one thing because, you know, the, the writers are holier than thou and they feel that they're above, above um, everyone else. So when they, they said, when they started saying three championships, I'm like, Oh my God, it's Ortiz. Yep. I was like, I was, I got teary eyed. I'm, right. I'm a very emotional person. My wife's like, are you crying? I'm like, Yep. <laughs> sure right. I, am. I was like, I was out of left field. I was not expecting that at not, all. I, I not first ballot, you know, I, yeah. I, and I talked about this with some friends too. Um, and, and I was like, you know, I, I kind of expected him to make it. I kind of expected him to, to, to be there. Right. But not first ballot, definitely not first ballot, know. you know, and, and, and for him to make it and the fact that a rod didn't make it, um on first ballot and yeah no no one else was even close nobody else was even close and we'll get into the voting and those you know in in, in a few minutes but um the fact he made it first ballot i was over the moon happy too i was like that's amazing definitely didn't expect it loved the uh video i'm sure you've seen it uh ortiz uh with pedro and a bunch of family and friends but pedro being like right behind him and just you know, I, I love that. That was awesome. And he obviously gave a ton of respect to Pedro um, and, and during some of the, the calls that he had with the media and, and, and things like that, too. And um, but his reaction was was priceless, man, yep. just to get that call. His shirt, though. Can we talk about that for a second? We don't have Timmy here for that, but we have <laughs> yeah. to talk about that. shirt. I mean, I, I'm, I'm like borderline love and hate of that thing. I mean, I love it because he can pull that off and it's bright and, you know, whatever. Yep. But also, yep. it's it's really bright and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy man. Yeah, I was I was watching it on um uh MLB network and they mm-hmm. did the announcement from the hall there and then they went they went straight to um 
Big Poppy down there in, in the, the Dominican with with uh, even before they went to interview him, they they showed them and uh, Pedro was hilarious of as usual. But uh, I so shocked on that and so happy for him because he definitely deserves to be there. And it, and um, do you want to say any more about Ortiz? Because I I'd like to I'm ready to shift to the um, the people that got snubbed. Uh, no, no, I'm yeah, I'm, I'm fine with shifting to the um, the whole voting process or lack thereof of 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 the 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 amount of names and people that did get snubbed. Um, yeah, let's absolutely. I'm totally totally ready for that. Now, first the so Bonds, Clemens, Schilling, Sosa, Mag- Maguire. I th- was Maguire still on this one, or was he off after last was, year? I think he was off after last year. Yeah, last year was his last but, year. So Sosa, Clemens, Schilling, Bonds didn't make it. Sosa and Schilling were borderline anyway, so I I'm not really mad about that. But Clemens and Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. They the whole thing where you're the best against your uh, generation, you know, your era that you played in. And they weren't testing back then the way that, you know, when they started and did that anonymous test and didn't realize how many people were doing it, then they were going to start testing for real. They didn't test back in the nineties or the eighties. And I'm sure there were people in the hall of fame that were doing stuff. They just never got caught. They didn't get their packages uh, found at someone else's house delivered for someone for your <laughs> wife and stuff like that. Um, so I guarantee I've always said there's no way in hell Ricky Henderson didn't do something. Oh, yeah. He was on that Oakland A's team where Canseco and McGuire and I'm like, OK, yeah, he's he definitely did. He's in the Hall of Fame and I and he deserves to be He's the uh, best uh stolen base guy out there and but where the writers just oh they they popped or they they didn't even pop so they they never popped on test mcguire and sosa and bonds it was all the stuff that came out behind the scenes about them and where they feel like they're the police of the hall of fame they're they're not going to vote them in like shaughnessy didn't even vote ortiz in no, I know. And I, he posted something. I'm so sick. I was like so sick to my stomach that, you know, that he, that he didn't vote him in. I didn't even read it. I couldn't even, I couldn't bring myself to read. I was so like, I was like, so just pissed that he like, I'm like, really? That he voted I mean, for Jeff Kent. Yes. Yeah. Right. But I'm like, I, he drives me nuts. Anyway, I'm not surprised by that. Sean is just yeah. a you know, right. world-class dick, but so are the rest of these writers. I thought you, you nailed on the head. It's that un, you know, unholy of thou or whatever. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like we've done no wrong in our lives, right? Ever. You know what I mean? We're perfect. But it's 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 on top of that. You're talking about like you're talking about baseball. One of the like the the things about baseball, the the, the unwritten rules. Which, by the way, no other major sport has more unwritten rules and <laughs> crap and stuff like that than baseball does. Right. And a part of that is cheating. Like is is doing these things that you know, uh, like the spitballs or whatever. You know what I mean? The the the, yep. the tar and all that stuff. The stuff that they've done before. Way but not even talking steroids. Like they, the previous eras, like you said, all these yep. guys that are in the hall, they all did stuff. They all did these things, and you know, with with PEDs, with the steroids and stuff like that, 
yeah, it's not, you know, we're not like condoning, like, go take drugs, kids, you know, you'll, you know, maybe you'll make the Hall of Fame, maybe they'll change it. But that's not what we're saying, where it's more of these are world class, you know, they were world class players in their sport, and they were dominant. I mean, it's almost tragic that Bonds, A, doesn't even get in the Hall of Fame, or B, never won a World Series. I think he only went to, did he go to two, maybe three in his time? I think with Pittsburgh, and then... Um, I think one with both, yeah. And, and the Giants, obviously lost to the Angels with the Giants. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's like, and then you got Clemens, and Clemens, actually, I'll read it here. I did save, there, he, he tweeted something earlier, um, which I thought was uh, pretty interesting. You know... <clears throat> I kind of paraphrase because it's somewhat long. Basically, he's just said that, you know, he wanted to give a statement. And the statement is um, that he put him and his family put the Hall of Fame in the rearview mirror like 10 years ago. Um, and he's like, I didn't play baseball to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, I played it to make a generational difference in the lives of my family, then focus on winning championships while giving back to my community and the fans as well. I mean, some of that's going to be like PR stuff because, you know, Clemens yeah, was. I, I saw that. I was, yeah. You know, I, I like the way that he did it, you know, where he came out. And I mean, obviously Bonds has been like super seclusive since he retired. Anyway, he was done with the media after the home run chase and all that. But I like the fact that Clemens did come out and at least acknowledge like, Hey, appreciate all the support, appreciate all the love. I'm, yeah. I'm just over it. I don't care anymore. This isn't, this wasn't, this isn't going to like define my life or define my baseball, you know, legacy. And that's at least I'm, I'm happy. He did come out and, and officially say that I'd He's love to hear something. Part of baseball he's come up here mm -hmm. for some celebrations uh just recently yep. um and he's been a part of the houston astros down there i think he helps in spring training some and he's been around baseball and i'm glad that you know he doesn't let this get him down and and you know seclude him from from the game that he loves obviously and where the so the Schilling thing, like I said, he he's borderline anyway, but he definitely didn't make it because of his comments last, um, before last year. And then last year after not getting voted in, he told them not to vote vote for him. And he got less votes this year than he did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but, it, with him, I think it was like too, he, cause he was also like a part of that, like David Ortiz camp around like that never really got popped, but kind of got popped, but was, kind, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, right. you know, it was like that mysterious test, uh, positive test that happened. You know, he was kind of like around, I feel like he was in that camp, but yeah, he, just, he ruffled so many feathers. He was not, it's a, it became a popularity contest. And that's all it really is. Cause if, if you, if you dig, so because of social media, you, you have more things that you can say stuff wrong on that people could be like, oh, I can't believe he said that, and I'm not going to vote for him because he said that. They didn't have that with the guys like Mickey Mantle and, right. and Babe Ruth, and they're known to be big womanizers back then, and I'm sure if they could dig in and find out about that. But they you know, they were all buddy-buddy with the writers back then, so it was like, hey, if you don't tell anyone, I won't tell anyone this and that. You know, I got your back, you got my back. And that's, you know, they were friendly with them. And that's another thing. They... With with Jim Rice, you know he wasn't friendly with the the writers, so that they kept them out. He didn't, and I'm pretty sure he got in with the veterans committee. He did, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And um, so I, I, I hope that Clemens and uh, Bonds both get in. I've always wanted Pete Rose to get in because I think that um 
getting in as a player is what you did as a player on the field should be your merit to get in the hall of fame as a player. Like if he, he gambled and when he was a coach, then okay. Don't put him in as a coach, but as a player, Pete Rose deserves to be in the hall of fame. A rod. I, I was shocked at the 34%. And then it, it made me remember that he did have a big, steroid scandal there and so he might he might not get in he got um, suspended was it a full season that he was suspended i couldn't remember uh, if it was a full or if it was like half a year or something like that i can't remember what it was yeah i think it was the 90 day one. Oh, is that what it was okay yeah i think yeah. I, it until last night i didn't i totally forgot about it yeah and so i'm i'm thinking he's probably not going to get in unless more of the old school writers drop out and more of the new that the the new School writers seem to be doing it based on analytics. Mm-hmm. That's how they're voting. And so if more of the old guys drop out, maybe he gets in in the 10 years. If not, then um, the problem is Bonds and Clemens, their only way to get in now is the Veterans Committee. And so they kind of have to have people die off because yeah. people yeah. Pe- people in the Hall of Fame vote on that. And I know some of the old timers are already set. Like Joe Morgan said, uh, any guys that have been in the steroid scandals don't right, deserve not to be gonna in. Be in. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he still has a vote. Hank Aaron was the same way, but he passed away. So he doesn't have a vote anymore. But the, it, if more of the older guys pass away, then I think they have more of a chance to get in. I think Clements has a bigger chance to get in than Bonds. Because I think, I don't Bonds ruffles a lot of people's feathers the wrong way. So um clemens i always thought was kind of a, a kiss ass to people so he he kind of it's hard to hate him <laughs> hmm. he was he well he had, he had he had moments i feel like his but a lot of his moments were in passing right like it wasn't yeah. something like where bonds is like f you the media i want nothing yeah. to do with you yeah. you you know um he's also he was he was this um uh this really like just a really uh, huge ego you know conceited um like i'm better than you i'm better than like people on my own team at times you know what i mean like he just he he rubbed pretty much almost everybody kind of the wrong way um great baseball player probably the greatest home run hitter of all time yes but at the same time it's like you know he he was he was a dick to almost everybody you know and so it's like yeah i don't i i would be you know I would kind of be surprised. I guess I'd be I'm like on the fence at 50 50 that if bonds doesn't get in, I'm, I'm not shocked. And I am shocked at the same time, or I guess I wouldn't be shocked more like disappointed Clemens. If Clemens doesn't make it through the veterans, I'll be, I will be very, very surprised. Yeah. I feel like he will definitely get in. And um, so Manny, I forgot Manny too. I think he got suspended for storage at one mm-hmm. point. Too, so he, so I, um, and Manny's a Manny's like an interesting case too because his numbers are, you know, right up there. You know, they're they're like you know they're right on the cusp. You know, they're they're just I think they're just good enough to kind of get him in because um, he was you know I mean look the guy was slashing and was probably one of the greatest hitters of you know like a good eight to ten year period. Like he was one of the best hitters right. in baseball. A lot of people you know. said he was the one of the greatest if not the greatest right hand hitter yes. of all time right and 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 he showed it for for almost a decade um right. and then he, he just got a little crazy 
you know, he just he just got a little crazy and, and, and Manny. <laughs> yep. Manny being Manny kind of like took over, you know, and, yeah. and, and it yeah. just kind of like spiraled a little bit. But, um, you know, he I would love to see him get in because he was one of my favorite Red Sox. You know what I mean? Especially that, yeah. you know, those those uh, when he got brought on here, what was that like 2000, 99, 2000 or something like that or 2001? Um, you know, he was so much fun to watch. And I loved having him here, obviously, during 04 and 07 and, and things like that, too. But um, Sosa, I'm not surprised, you know, that he's kind of come and gone. Um, he would only get in, I think, mostly just because of the home run ball. Right. You know, he wasn't That's like okay. a, him and Maguire. It was. Although Maguire had was more steady with the home runs. He was. Well, Sosa, that's just, Sosa just had that peak there. He was he was <laughs> he dominant was for like crazy. five years. It was like yeah. that five year stretch where he was, you know, obviously him and Maguire. That's like a big part of his Hall of Fame story is right. that, you know, that battle. Um, and, and then, you know, especially because of how much it made, meant to baseball, especially during that time. Um, That's another kind of, thing. So baseball turned their head mm-hmm. during that whole era. And, and it's like, okay, this is bringing baseball back. So we're, we're not even gonna like, we, it's obvious people are doing it, but we're, we're not going to be upset about it. Right. It's the same time. Like all of a sudden you get like Brady Anderson, you know, a career, like 15 home run, you know, hitter. He's all of a sudden hitting 58 bombs. I'm like, no, no, no. We're not going to look at that. No, right. it's like, come on. Like, you know, it just, they didn't care. They didn't, you know what right. I mean? They, they just didn't care because the ratings were there, you know, and, and, and the fact that they can sit back and be like, you know, don't care. That's, you know, it is what it is. Oh no, no. Now that the media and other people are now really understanding it. No, no, no. We do care. You know, it's right. just, it's so hypocritical. Um, yep, yep. And it's uh, the hypocrisy is just, it gets, it gets annoying with baseball. That's why baseball, I was so high up on baseball. I used to love, like I'd watch so much and I just started to kind of fall out of love with it because of just the hypocrisy of the whole thing. And like, just some of the stuff that they did. And like the, I mean, like there's obviously we have, we all have issues with like the officials, but the umpires like make themselves so much a part of the game and, and baseball. Um, and obviously in other sports as well, but I feel like baseball, it's just ridiculous with guys like Joe West and others who I think he's retired. Thank God. But yeah, it's just, it, it was such a hard time for me to kind of fall back in love with it too. But you know, it's, yeah, been, it's definitely uh, changed with me. It's still my number one sport because it's always been since I was a kid, mm-hmm. that was the number one sport, but it, it's definitely changed. Like I, my first fantasy sports that I did was baseball and I don't do that anymore. Right. Uh, because it would, just it's not fun to follow the whole league anymore right right. Um, basically i love having the it on the radio well on the speaker nowadays uh, streaming on the speaker out in the backyard by the pool love having baseball on and just chilling out and listening to the game out there it's it's one of my favorite things to do so that's that's a big reason why i still love baseball but it is it's so well it a lot of a lot of like basketball is really hard for me to get into although with Tyler getting into it so much in the last couple of years, I've, I've get it, got into it more. Like I used to be strictly just watch the Celtics. That's it. I didn't watch any other uh, games, but now with like Tyler gets, gets into it and he, he'll send me um, the stuff on Instagram from other games. And he knows that I can't stand LeBron. So whenever he does something that he screws up, <laughs> he sends me that stuff makes my morning. When I wake up in the morning, I see something from him and, you know, LeBron did something bad the night before. I'm like, oh, that, that made my day already. <laughs> right. Oh, that's crazy, but 
we could transition uh, into basketball now. I was gonna say, yeah. I mean, I think that's a good wrap on the on the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You know, um, again, so pump for Poppy. Can't wait for the for the definitely be you know that's appointment television by the way the the ceremony when oh, he gets yeah. officially inducted that's a, that's appointment television um, for for anybody that's a Red Sox fan and, and yeah. even should be baseball but they usually have someone introduce them which it's got to be Pedro it's either Pedro or like maybe his son or someone like that yeah, yeah. I could see it like yeah I, so but that, I could definitely, that would definitely be fun to watch yeah especially Ortiz because yeah. Ortiz is hilarious yeah. I love David Ortiz huge fan um, of him. Yep. But yeah, transitioning to the, the to the Celtics and, and basketball trade deadlines only like a couple of weeks away. Um, obviously, the Celtics they just blew the doors off the Kings. It's a trash. One of the it's it's <laughs> arguably one of the worst franchises in all of sports history. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they are horrible. But to lose by fifty two points, like that's I know. And, good lord. So I, my uh, the. My other job, my non-firefighter job, they, the owners have season tickets to the um, – oh, well, nice. they split season tickets to the Celtics, and they were both uh, – husband and wife were going last night, and I told them, okay, the, uh, Buddy Heald is supposedly on the radar for a trade, and so is Barnes. And I said, keep an eye on them. And they, <laughs> the Kings just didn't show up. It was like no, there was no, nothing worth watching in that it game was, last night. It was bad, man. Like it was, it was really, really bad. Tatum looked great. Um, obviously, Brown looked great, but you know, against that team, you know, they're all going to. Even the subs come in and they yeah. were on fire. Yeah, um, which was just nuts. But Tatum's been shooting at a high percentage these last, you know, probably ten days or so. Like he's shooting at a better percentage. Um, you know, the game that they started, the Portland game was was just, you know, uh, that right there to me was like a picture perfect of like the Celtics season. Like they 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 had moments where they should have won the game. They 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 also had moments where they just didn't know what the hell to do and just kind of blew it away. I'm like, you're losing to a Damian Lillard less Portland trailblazer team. You know, they're, you know, they've only won like 18 games or 17 games this year. Like really at home, like, come on, like there was just no excuse for it. And then of course they bounced back against them, but you know, outside of that, they've been playing a lot better, but what I'm hearing from a trade perspective is what they want to do is they want to shuffle J and J aren't going anywhere. So Tatum and, and Jalen Brown, they're not going to go anywhere. Everything that I'm reading now is that they want to just shuffle some of the pieces and create some cap space, not necessarily for like a big trade this season, but for something during like the, you know, so they could bring in some free agents during the off season. Yeah. I don't know who that is yet. We haven't, I haven't like really dug into that. I'm, maybe I'll do it for next week's show, but what they, you know, kind of what they did when they brought in bowl bowl, um, and, and the other kid, when they got rid of Herman Gomez, is like just basically freed up like four and a half million dollars a cap. Um, same thing, what they're looking to do is move around like a Marcus Smart or an Al Horford, a Jason Richardson to move, um, or Josh Richardson, not Jason Richardson, Josh Richardson, um, to move those guys around to, you know, again, free up some cap. Also, to give the young guys, and I'm really happy I, I read this, um, to give the young guys like Peyton Pritchard, um, uh, Roe Langford, Ro- Romeo Langford, and uh, and uh, obviously uh, Naismith as well. Some more minutes. They're woefully under 20 minutes a game right now, all three of them. Yeah. And Roe's actually been, you know, he's been putting up double digits for the last four games now, including last night. You know, he's been scoring and, and looking a lot better. So I'm like, yeah, it's, it's about time. You have to fit these guys in. You, you moved all these pieces. You did all these things. You drafted these guys just for them to sit on the bench. 
you know, it's, it's like, that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to have these kind of, you know, these kids need to play. And when you, when we've seen them play for, I would say, you know, there's going to be growing pains, but they've looked, they've looked decent. They've looked halfway good. So um, I think it, you're going to see, it's not going to be like a big swing for like a trade, but you will see some trades where those uh, bench players will somebody's you know they're going to get moved um mostly just to try and probably free up some cap space um so we'll see but uh the team that i'm hearing from marcus smart right now is um uh, dallas the other person that i'm hearing this will be interesting i don't know how this would work but because of smart salary right and this was like i don't know i don't know if this is going to happen or not but because of smart salary there's a potential for a three-team trade with the Hawks getting involved so that smart would end up in Dallas. John Collins would actually end up in Boston. And then oh. there'd be a piece go to um, from Dallas would end up going over to Atlanta and Richardson might be involved in that too. But, you know, obviously a lot, you know, that's just a rumor, but you know, there's, cause the, the, the Hawks have been like, they went to the Eastern conference finals this year and they're not even in the playoffs right now. If, if, it, yeah. if it ended today. So I mean, nice. they've been, um, yeah, they just they and they just signed Collins to a huge deal, but so far he hasn't really fit into what they've been kind of looking to do with their offense. Um, so yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. That, yeah, that to me would, would actually be a big, that would be yeah. a, a pretty big swing, you know, to get a to get a stretch four that can run the floor, um, you know, can you know uh, play a little bit of defense, you know what I mean? Can leap out of the gym too and, and can shoot the three. So. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, like, like awesome. a couple of weeks. Tyler and I in the last year's off season, that was one of the guys we were hoping that the Celtics would get. Was yeah, that was big John Collins, Rand. Yeah, that was um. Wow, that's that's a good name. And it, yeah. the first, so I was uh, I've been talking to someone the last couple of days about the Celtics, and he was telling me because I I didn't research this myself. He he's like either it's been like eight to ten games that they've blown leads of like like 15 mm-hmm. points or more and even if if they won half of those games they're like third or fourth in the in the conference yep the east is a cluster dude yeah, yeah the east is a cluster so yeah they've if they they've yeah they've blown a lot of leads this year um i mean christmas day was like a perfect example of that you know against milwaukee but yeah their eastern conference is really tight um, and if you're talking like a swing of like even five games, yeah, they're sitting at like the four seed or the three yep. seed, which is crazy, but it, that's, it, it's it, eight out of 10. They're right there, you know, two or three seed. Right. Exactly. I mean, cause you know, they've, and they're, do they have a chance of winning a championship this year? I don't see that happening. You know what I mean? They're not going to get out of the Eastern conference, even if they do make the playoffs, which I still I still think they're going to make the playoffs. Um, I think they'll make a move that'll help them kind of get over that hump. I'm hoping that they make the sixth seed so they don't have to do the play-in tournament. But, you know, I could also see that just, you know, happening where they're going to be like, yeah, we'll be the seventh or eighth seed again this year. Um, Because last I checked there, and I can check it up now, but they were the, um, uh, they were the, right now they're like the ninth seed. Yeah. yeah, they're it's they're so yeah they're the ninth right now twenty five and twenty four, but they're seven and three in their last ten. You know they're they are playing good basketball. It's funny though, so they're they're in the ninth spot, but they are uh, four only four games out of the sixth spot, and they're only two and a half out of the seven. 
So it is like super, and it's crowded. Like the top four or top five positions, actually top six, are all separated by two games. So the top six are separated by two games in the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference. Uh, West is a little bit more parity or a little bit more of a gap, mostly because the Suns are just, yeah, ridiculous right now. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think with the Celtics, you like I said, you're going to see a move. I don't think it's going to be like that huge blockbuster trade that maybe people are hoping for. Um, and I don't think they're going to move uh, Tatum or Brown. Like that's just not going to happen. They still think that they can build around those guys moving forward. Yeah. If they can open up some, uh, some money for the off season and then make a splash, then it, it's good. Right. This year, unless they catch lightning in a bottle and, and they click, like we know they can play like that, but can they play that consistently enough in the playoffs to, to make a run? Right. You haven't seen it this year. You know, they, they'll have that gr- the game against uh, the Kings last night. I mean, that's a bad team. They blew them out. That's what they should do. But then they'll have, have a game against um, Portland. Like Orlando and they, you know, they struggle to win or they they lose at the end and it's like those those are the teams they should be beating mm-hmm. handily and those are a lot of the games that they sh- they've um it just makes you scratch your head like what, what like what are you doing yeah what are you doing like, our, you- our eyes are telling us one thing that we know these guys are better than this and then you you watch them have these bad games so often and and i think a lot of it is uh Udoka is is still learning. He is, he, yeah. He is uh, a little over his head, but I think he'll figure it out. He sees things have they've they've um definitely the last two to three weeks now they've changed how they've played. They they're playing a better brand of ball. And and um when I was watching the game last night, Scal had said something about Marcus Smart came out and said that he wants to be the point guard. A like a a point guard that goes down and distributes the ball. And last night he played that way and we'll see going forward. Hopefully it, you know, that it proved last night that it works, right? Like it works really well when, when you're playing a bad team and if it just seems like they, I don't know, they, they'll, they'll win a couple games doing the right thing. And then next thing you know, they're, they're they drop back, back into it. Well, that's yeah. the thing when like, smart saying that he said that at the very beginning of the year like that was his thing and he tried to come out and then like the first five games of the year all of a sudden he calls out tatum and brown for not passing you know what i mean and then you looked at like tatum had like tatum's assist numbers have actually been gradually climbing they have over the last few weeks um brown's not really but i think you know, because i but, called you know, them out on it yeah right <laughs> it always um, seems like when i when i say something out here it's a, next thing you know they do the total opposite of what i was saying was happened so but that Tatum, tatum's that's a freaking watcher we know that yeah. yeah but um but yeah so it's like you know for 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 smart the thing is with smart and i know what he can bring to the table and and like losing him in a trade i wouldn't lose any sleep over it obviously even depending on what we got back um but like because he says that it looks like he wants to do it and he'll do it. But then he starts the next game. He'll start to force something. He looks like he's just like, he, all of a sudden he gets bored. He's like, no, no, no. I, you know, I need to shoot a little more. I, I need to be more involved in the offense. I need to attack more or whatever it is. And I'm like, no, man, like you're supposed to be the facilitator, you know, look to make the pass, look to run the offense, run the set, run the offense the way it's meant to be and just kind of manage that. And, and I think smart has a hard time doing that consistently. 
And that's why, like, you know, I had thrown like Goran Dragic name out there and other people like that, that, you know, kind of older point guards, like you look at Chris Paul is, you know, he doesn't, if you watch him, he doesn't really do anything like spectacular. He does what he knows and what he can do at an amazing level. And that's really kind of manage the offense, run the offense and lead. I'm not comparing him to Chris Paul, but right. You know, there, there are point guards out there that can do that. Now, a lot of the younger players coming up in the league, you know, with the AAUs and all the other stuff that they got going on, it's, you know, basketball is in a really, in my position, uh, my opinion, like in a very scary position where people are just like all the step back threes and I'm going to dribble side to side to side and just isolation and all that, even at like a young age, you know, where the, you know, a lot of the fundamentals aren't being taught. And then you start seeing like, Oh my God, like people drool over these kids because they have this great athletic ability and blah, blah, blah. But then when they get up there, it's actually, you still need to be able to play basketball and the actual, you know, sport itself. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, who the Celtics do trade for, if they bring in someone that's a, you know, true facilitator, true, you know, person that's going to set it up. That's why I like Pritchard a lot. Um, you know, because he, if you notice, he's not like coming down to like pop a three, you know, he comes down he said, he runs the offense. He runs the set. If the ball swings to him. Yeah. He's not afraid to shoot it. Right. Um, you know, or, you know, trying to attack. I'd love someone that could, you know, penetrate, look to penetrate and kick, you know, penetrate, collapse the defense, kick it out, get Tatum and, and Brown some shots that way too. Cause that doesn't happen a lot with, you know, with the Celtics offense, but I mean, they're officially like, you know, uh, just over halfway through the season now because they're 49 games in. So, you know, with the all-star break coming up and the trade deadline, you know, I, I, I like I said, I think I could see them squeaking into the sixth seed. Um, I could definitely see that. I hope that happens because, you know, playing tournament always makes me nervous yeah. just because you could, like we just talked about, they when could show done, up right? and then they could not yeah. show up, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, we'll see what happens. I think but. a lot of it too with the buying in when, when you're the coach preaches to do this one thing and you do it and you lose or you do it. And uh, so that's another thing. Doka does not know how to stop a run against the Celtics. No, his mid game adjustments are crap. Yeah. Um, Like Stevens would call a timeout and he would run a play. Mm -hmm. He would set up a play, draw it up. We're going to score and stop their run. Right. But Doka just seems like, he calls timeout and then they go back out there and just do the same old thing. It doesn't. And then <laughs> it's like drive to the hole, get fouled, get some points that way, stop the momentum. And so, but like I, like I said a little bit ago, he's still learning on the job. I think a lot. Um, and I, I don't think they, I don't think you think either that they're going to get rid of him after this season. It's like, no, gonna... no. I mean, at, at, there was a couple of weeks ago there where I was just, cause he looked so lost yeah. that I'm like, he's a one and done guy. Like I, I could almost see him like being like out of here, like mid season or something, but then, you know, he obviously they, they, they're playing a lot better. Um, he doesn't look as lost. He looks, a, you know, a, a bit better. Um, but I also think, the one of the things that really kind of like the light bulb moment for me for him would uh, with Udoka was when he came out was talking about the trade deadline and saying that he's you know talking to Brad every day and like the phone's ringing off the and I'm like thinking like okay so Stevens obviously has his back he's in there having conversations with Brad constantly um, and then on top of that obviously the fact they're not going to trade they've come out like Jalen Brown and and Tatum aren't going anywhere this is his guy they're gonna they're definitely gonna ride it for at least another season. Um, now, if we're here next year and they're still hovering at 500, 
yeah, there's going to be some, there's going to be some, you know, uh, tough decisions to be made, but it's, it's hard to do that because, okay, you blow it up. You have two guys that, you know, top 20 in the league. It's, Mm -hmm. it's hard to replace them. So, um, like I've, I've been preaching, blow it up, but there's really, you you can't because you, you're not, you're not going to get what you want back. Right. Equal. I mean, you know, like, if, you're, if you're trading a, a star because it's not working, well, you're not going to get as much back for him as as what you think he's worth. So, right. um, you have like to, the closest yeah, thing I could think of still is still young enough. Yeah, well, that's just it too. Yeah, the closest thing I think of is actually the kid that just played the other night, which like that was a conversation people were having was like Brown for Deer and Fox. You know what I mean? And I was like, I still wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, as much as I do like Fox, you know, he's one of the fastest point guards in the league. You know, the kid's young. He's got a lot of talent and stuff like that. I still don't get rid of Jalen Brown for him. You know, and and like you said, I don't know if if there's somebody out there that would actually make, you know, that trade or make that move um, where you're actually receiving something that's actually worth it. And that's why I don't think the Celtics doing it either. Right. Um, But anyway, so let's uh, let's move on to the Bruins, though. Um, You know, I wanted to chat, you know, about them. Obviously, Tuca's back. Um, You know, he's had he's now had what? almost two weeks under his under his belt back in the league played four games he's two and two he's had one really bad game one kind of bad game and two good games so he um his first game that he played he looked really good so i was like oh wow he has no rust on him and then the next game he gave up the five goals in the first period like really bad okay maybe he does have some rust on him although um like the first goal he gave up the other night wasn't his fault it was the the defense has been playing really bad they've been turning the puck over constantly on the and he's been they've been getting you know two on one breaks on him and but then after i said that i told i was you know arguing with my wife like they're not all his fault it's like and then the one that just hit him in in the pads and trickled through i'm like okay that 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 one was yeah 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 yeah. so i think he's still he's still definitely shaking the rust off and they're gonna need him i when i looked i looked at the standards today the the bruins are the last wild card team in the eastern conference i'm like okay that's good and then i saw what their points are so they're playing colorado tonight who is number one in the west and they're the number one in the east is florida with 63 points bruins have 50 points right and they they're not they still have some games in hands against some teams but not a lot of teams there there are actually some teams out there that have played less games than the bruins so they're kind of they need to keep winning like they came out of the break they i think um two or three losses now and so they probably had, uh seven and three or something like that since the the covid break so they're they're playing well they just got to keep it up because they're they're probably they're definitely they would really have to have a, a bad slip up to fall out of the wild card spot. Yeah, and I think I think they were uh six points ahead of the Red Wings. Eight. Eight points. Okay. Yeah, the Red Wings have forty two and Bruins have fifty right now. Yep. And then below them is the uh the uh, Columbus. Yeah, so they would really have to mess it up and they're they're only I think it was three points behind the Maple Leafs for the yep. third spot. Yeah. Yep. So this, and then, you know, with five know, points behind the Capitals, et cetera. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, they're, they're, totally. yeah, they're right there. They're right there. Um, you, one thing I wanted to talk to you about too, was obviously with the, um, with the winter Olympics coming up, 
or you know so what happens with the hockey for that well they were going to take a break and they were going to send players over there but after this big spike and they had so many games that they have had to miss they're they're not sending players to the olympics and i think that week that they would have been shut down they're making up games that week now oh, okay they're not shutting down um and none of the players will be going over yeah i there. couldn't remember if they I, i'd never heard i didn't hear anything was ever read anything and i was just yeah, yeah they were they were leaning to going probably back in november and they hadn't made it official and then once all of a sudden you know they basically they shut down canada and then the Bruins hit it. They missed, you know, two weeks. And the, after that, they're like, yeah, there's no way we can, we can do this. We'll, we'll, they want, they, they're, the end of the season hasn't changed. They're, they haven't added games on to the end of the season. They've, they're making up that week that they were going to shut down for the Olympics and then scattering. Um, they've already, they've already put out the new schedule with all the makeup games. So they're not going for, so there's, there's a, a stretch that the Bruins will be playing like every other night for almost like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to be nuts. Well, cause I think I thought it was funny because like they're still doing the all-star break, right? Yes. Yeah. So they're still going to have, they have the COVID break. Cause that's what I was thinking. Like, are they going to have the COVID break, the all-star break and then the winter, like the, the Olympic break. I'm like, there's no way they could do that. So, um, no. but yeah, it's, it's I, I really enjoy watching them. Like when they had that, the, the world cup of hockey mm-hmm. when you get the best of the best it's um i mean it's a nice story like back in uh 84 when they right. won it all and with the young guys and you know but um it's it's nice watching the best players in the world kurt play. russell coaching yeah, it was amazing yeah. <laughs> love that movie man miracle yeah. is awesome oh yeah yeah miracles freaking one of my favorite sports movies um yeah, it's uh. So are they sending? Is like, do they cancel the hockey altogether in the Olympics, or, or are they no, just they're, sending they're, uh, amateurs, college players, and college players, uh, yeah, guys from yeah. um guys from the minor league to play? Yeah, gotcha. Cool. So I'm looking forward to the Olympics, though. I I really am. I love the Olympics, especially Winter Olympics. I find myself watching curling a lot just because it's fascinating okay. to me. Um, female curling. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Kind of yeah, like so. beach volleyball in the Summer Olympics. That's right. That's right um but yeah i can't wait looking forward to uh looking forward to that yeah, always, um, i'm i'm the only one in my household that that enjoys the olympics oh really i've, oh, I've yeah. always enjoyed it and i can't yeah my amy loves my, curling my she loves it can't, can't yeah. be bothered with it oh really yeah no yeah. We, we do we, we dig it we like the olympics we'll like summer olympics you know winter we we check it out all the time you know what i mean yeah, I, um yeah i i like it just because it's, yeah. it's always fascinating to me you know what i mean like it's because it's just most of the time it's like that single competition you know you, you don't it's not a team sport like skiing yeah. and like doing the solemn or what's uh, whatever it is all that stuff it's just like you're Figuring going against that have put all these years into that one exactly you know, i mean so, some of them get to do multiple olympics but a lot of them it's you know that one one, one year and that's it and all the work they put in to make that one chance it's i love i love all the stories like i said so in in this household i always watch all the the stuff that most households the females watch <laughs> i'm the one that watches the sappy stories and cries and <laughs> and uh, i'm i'm with that with the olympics so yeah. um but i've always loved the olympics as as far back as i can remember and i love yeah. that att- like every other year now that you get the summer olympics so it's every two years instead of back um when i was a kid it was, you had to wait every four years 
And it was, so you, you figure back then it was the Winter Olympics was every eight years, and the and then the the Summer Olympics was every eight years. It was nuts, man. It's like yeah. it was brutal. Yeah, like it's so crazy. I'm happy now that it's like yeah. every four, no. though. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, makes a big difference. It'll be interesting though because we just had the Summer Olympics what, like last year because of the COVID and all that. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting if they decide to like how they're going to switch that up, or if they're not going to at all. I don't know. Um, you know, if if it's still going to be separated by the two years or if it's going to be just a, you know what i mean i don't right. know but um but it's going to be cool because I, i'm looking forward to that but first uh the nfl wrapping things up um you know with the with championship sunday this upcoming sunday and then you know two weeks after that the super bowl but this weekend patriots weren't in it obviously but was one of the most exciting saturdays and sundays of divisional football like just insane finishes i mean one of the best watching viewership weekends minus with obviously the patriots not being in it that i've been a, that i've seen in a really really long time starting saturday night go, sunday night was just insane uh, i want to get your thoughts on it um and and especially starting obviously with the with the best game which was the kansas city and buffalo game were you happy to see buffalo lose at that point, or were you like, because I know Timmy just he's he's over Kansas City, he wants nothing to do with them. It didn't matter who it was, wants yeah, Kansas City. I'm the, same, I'm the same way. I, I was rooting for about so I was at the fire station on Sunday. I was able to watch all four quarters, watch the coin flip, and then I had a call. Oh. I, I missed the <laughs> overtime. Come back and it was it was over. I was yeah. like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. So, but that unbelievable, that was so awesome. Like the last like two minutes of that game, it was, it was so eerie how similar to 2018 AFC Championship that was, though. You know what I mean? Except it, it, it was like looking at it, like like watching the exact same thing, except Kansas City with the Patriots. You know what I mean? And, and Buffalo yep. was Kansas City, but it was um, it was crazy. And also like I just didn't understand like some of the things that Buffalo did. There's 13 seconds left, right? And you yeah. just go prevent yeah. like I, you just you just you totally dropped everyone back. They're not going to throw a freaking bomb from the 25, bro. You know right. what I mean? Like that's that's not what they're going to do. All three timeouts left, too. Right. Not so, you like, know, they're going to like go underneath. And yeah, I don't know. They it could was, throw into the middle and call a timeout. Like, exactly. It was like they didn't have no timeouts. OK, they're going to go strictly to the to the edges. No, right. they didn't have to. Yeah, they they definitely dropped the ball on defense there. I, uh, I want to know your take on what you think overtime in the playoffs see to me like everyone's all yeah everyone's all up in arms about it and i know you guys are going back and forth on like the text and stuff like that too i don't think i chimed in um i don't like would i like to see some kind of a change yeah i've always liked college football play overtime yeah, yeah. that's something that i've always except for the pros do it from like the 35 instead of the 25 or whatever, you know, maybe the 40, you know what I mean? Do it from the 40 and, and, and do it that way. Um, but that, that would be the only thing I would change. I don't mind the fact like, look, Buffalo has the number one defense and they made it known to everybody, you know, especially yeah. when they played the Pats and stuff like that. We have the number one defense. Okay. So you can't stop them with 13 seconds left and you have to stop them in overtime you can't do that either. So it, I don't want to hear like the complaints that, you know, all would, it's too bad. Josh Allen didn't get the football. Well, it's because his yeah. defense didn't make a play. 
Right. You know, his defense needed to make a play to, or a couple of plays to get the ball back to him. So I don't mind, like, I, when they made the adjustment of saying, okay, first team gets it. If they kick a field goal, it gets stopped. The other team gets an opportunity with it. Like, I still like that rule. I'm okay with it. You know, if someone gets the ball, they march on the field and they score, you know, a touchdown. That's, you know, the, the finality of it. I understand, like, especially if you're on the other side, it's like, yeah. oh, man. But when Rex Burkhead scored in 2018 against Kansas City, when we had the ball first, I wasn't complaining about that rule whatsoever. Hey, <laughs> Patriots, I mean? the Patriots fans have been on the, the good side of those during the playoffs the last 20 mm-hmm. years. So, yeah, we definitely can't complain about that. I would I, – I don't – like you said, your defense has to step up and make a stop. I agree with that. I don't mind the way it is, but I have heard some things um, over the last week that I kind of didn't hate. One, if you just play another 15 minutes, the full 15 minutes, so it's like a regular game still. And one I really liked that I heard on uh, one of the radio stations, a caller called in and said, what if the team who wins the coin flip at the beginning of the game they, you know, they get the ball in overtime. So that way you can still strategize at the end of the game. So if Buffalo knew at, you know, the last 13 seconds there, or even the last two minutes, they knew if they went in overtime, Kansas city was getting the ball, then maybe you kind of change your strategy to end, end the game there. Maybe you go for two instead of just tying it up. Cause you know, they, you know, that I, I didn't hate that. I, I would kind of like that because then you can uh, go for two because you know you're not getting the ball first and try and go for the win right there. I I, I wouldn't hate that. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. That way, you know, you can – it definitely goes into informing the – or, you know, giving, like, the coach more to think about. Yep. Though you do miss out on, like, the Matt Hasselback moments. You know, <laughs> we want the ball and we're yeah. going to score, you know. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, you, well, no oh, they yeah. did score, but, you know, yeah. just – yeah. Not quite that, uh, not quite the way you thought. Al Harris, uh, you know, just took yeah. that one back, but uh, oh. you know, um, <laughs> yep. but yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the way that it's set up right now. I really don't. It doesn't like, it, it's not like one of the things where, you know, there's a lot of things in the NFL that still bother me. That's not that right there is not like the top of my list. Um, you know, I, I loved the fact, so there's, it was, it was hard because I, I didn't really have that much of a, dog in the fight with the Kansas City Buffalo game I really didn't I don't like either team I mean Buffalo just put it on us they're in our division so hard for me to root for them other than the fact that they're just been the perennial losers for ever um and 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 things so um but you know Kansas City I don't like for millions of reasons why I don't like them you know what I mean but um Cincinnati and Tennessee I was so rooting for the Bengals obviously for you know financial reasons that's besides yeah. the point won't get into that but for the fact that like i love burrow i love the fact that the, he looks identical to macaulay culkin you know from home alone <laughs> that grew up and he's out there just freaking tossing dimes um love all that stuff like i and i'm a huge like i just want to see i'd love to see him and and go into like what he just did in tennessee even though he didn't throw a touchdown pass but the dude sat back there got sacked i think nine times it was like nine or ten times which nfl playoff record and still threw for over 300 yards and led that team to a, to a hell of a win. The best part though, was and I'm sure you've heard it by now, the Evan McPherson, the kicker, when they got the ball and they called the timeout and they, he, he turned oh, to the yeah. bench and he goes, well, I guess we're going to the AFC championship and just walks yeah. out there and nails the kick and like all of the day. I'm like, 
that's amazing. Like that is that is awesome. Also, yeah, they should thank the Patriots for him, by the way, because the Patriots actually traded up with Cincinnati to get Christian Barnmore. And they actually ended up trading two picks. One of those picks actually happened to end up being Evan McPherson for the for the Bengals. Nice. Um, and I, like all four games ended on the last play. Yeah. Like, they, they were one on the last play in every game. Uh, yeah. Amazing. It was awesome. It was awesome. Thank I, I God. It. You know, it's so pulling for Brady to come back. And it in the text, I said, oh, should they make T-shirts 27 to 3? And you know, not expecting it to even happen. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, they're tying it up. And that it that they just let Cooper Cup run wild and well and, and did you hear and the thing is so and I do want to talk about that real quick and, and, and the fact like Tampa Bay right now is a hot mess. Yes. Um it's it's a hot mess. Like Brady's already come out. He's you know super wishy-washy on retiring or not retiring. Um, you're hearing stuff about the organization. There's a ton, bunch of turmoil and stuff like that. You have the head coach who basically came out and blamed the players on that, on that last play with him, because he's like, it was a, it was a communication. They should have known what to do. Some players blitz when they shouldn't have. And some players, you know, didn't blitz when they should have. And basically like totally pointing the fingers yeah, at the players, him. essentially. Coach, I'm like, dude, it's on coach. you. He, <laughs> Arians does not take very, like he barely, he'll take lots of credit. But taking blame, I feel like that's a that's a problem for him. I feel like he does not like taking blame. Him and his like you know weird ass fanny pack he's got going <laughs> yeah, on there. Yeah. Um, but oh, you know, I, with I think he is the reason that Brady is on the fence. I agree. I think if for some reason Bruce Arians gets fired, I think Brady comes back. If Arians comes back, I'm not so sure. Although I'm still holding on to hope that. You know, Brady said he wants to play till he's 45, and that would be next season. Mm-hmm. You know, he turns 45 in August. So I'm hoping he sticks with what he's been saying for, you know, probably close to 10 years that he's been saying he wants to play till 45. And I hope he stays true to that. I want one more season from the guy. Even if they don't make the playoffs, I just want to see him for one more season. Right. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, he threw for over 5,300 yards this year. 43, yeah. you know, he led the NFL in passing yardage and touchdown at 44. It's not like – and that's the thing, too. He's always talked about he would retire either at, you know, around 45 or if he just couldn't play at a high level. Well, yep. the latter right now is not the case. He's obviously clearing playing at, like, you know, the highest level. Um, and it would have been interesting, too, with that game – or even if like if the Tampa would have been healthy or mentally healthy as well, if, if they could, Tony Brown was still around or Chris Godwin was still around. If Brady yeah. had all of his weapons that he had for, you know, I don't know, he didn't have Brown for the majority of the year, but he had Godwin for the majority of the year. I think he got hurt like in week 14 or 15 or something, but um, that would have been interesting to see like what would have happened with that game, especially at home. But if I'm right now, I could see him walking away mostly because of the family stuff. I could definitely yeah. see him walking away. The other part of it is too. Um, I know I don't think you have. I think Adams been watching Man in the Arena as I have. I, I've watched the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, you have. Okay. Yeah. Well, have you noticed episode ten hasn't come out yet? Because he's actually said that he wanted to. He wants to um, Brady and um, Chopra. I can't remember his first name, but yeah. Yeah. the director, or whatever they said, they just there's a few things that they want to either change or add or reflect on um, for that final, you know, final episode where, you know, obviously with the you know, leaving of the Patriots and being in Tampa and that season with Tampa and all of that. So I'm wondering if they want to kind of, they've, maybe they even want to put a bow on it. You know what I mean? Like just man of the arena, 
you know, that's the final one. Maybe that's, you know, it's, it's, it's at the end of the career. It's the end of everything. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. I'm, I might be reaching for something there, but um, I just thought that was, you know, that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah. yeah so I'm not, I'm not ready because it, it came out almost like the, the week before this last game that he mm-hmm. was on the fence. I'm like, what? I'm like, I wasn't expecting this. So I'm not prepared for him to right. call it quits right now. Right. Yeah, I'm not either. It'll definitely give me a lot more Patriot jerseys, though, because I told everyone, I'm like, I'm not going to wear another Brady jersey until he retires. Once he retires. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's I yeah. Uh, like I said on last week's show, I don't wear the, the Brady Patriots and Gronk Patriots while they're still playing. Right. I do have two. I just bought an, another Brady jersey uh, last weekend. I was hoping to be able to wear it for another playoff game. But, <laughs> Right. Um, well, at least you're not, you know, you know, at least you don't, I mean, you, Aaron Rodgers, at least, you know, you don't have to worry about that because yet again, the homeboy doesn't show up for the playoffs. Like at this point, like people have got to stop with the comparisons between him and Brady and like, and like, it's just, it's obnoxious. Um, great quarterback. You know, he's probably going to go down as a top five of all time. But, you know, he's not like he's he just can't be in that conversation anymore because of of the constant failings in the playoffs. You know, at least Manning Manning went to three Super Bowls. You know what I mean? At least that's the case. Like he went to three Super Bowls. Um, oh wait, did he go to four? Four. Sorry. He went to four Super Bowls. He won two. He went with two with Indy. He won against Chicago, lost against the Saints. And then two with Denver where he beat the Sea, lost to the Seahawks and then beat the um, Carolina. But, um, but at least he went to four, you know, yeah. and he struggled to get out of the postseason as well. But with Rodgers, he's only gone to one. He's only gone to one. And how many times has he been like a, you know, a, a high seed and stuff like that? Now, granted, like 2014 was a kind of like, well, you want to say it's a fluke. You know, they're up 20 to six with like eight minutes left or whatever it was and all that stuff happens. But like all you can look back and look at all the seasons where he's had like a lot of opportunities. And it's just it's when he gets into the postseason he's not the same quarterback. He just isn't. Um, and it's, it is, it's kind of sad. I'll be interested. There's gonna be a lot of changes, you know, where I think I could definitely see Rogers moving on uh, somewhere yeah, else. I think he's done. I think he was done. He, even the way, like how he played in that game and how he's played in a lot of games this year, even though they, they got the number one seed, but there mm-hmm. was a lot of games this year where he just kind of, just kind of, went through the motion disinterested yeah just because yeah. he's that good he was able to yeah. produce um i he wanted out this past season and he's yeah. definitely yeah he's i would be shocked if if he ends up back in green bay right right it's gonna be nuts man but san francisco winning with jimmy g like barely completing passes and doing all that like it's been crazy and of course he's got like a busted up thumb like everyone's up on him like i'm like the dude's got like torn ligaments in his freaking thumb oh, yeah. and like yep. like you got to give the kids some credit here you know what i mean like their defense has been great um but yeah it'll be interesting so let's get to picks um as we get into the championship sunday uh start with the, we got nfc niners rams and then uh, actually, I think that's the second game. The first game is uh, the uh, the uh, Cincinnati and Kansas City. So when we start there. All right. I'm going to. Well, so who I think's going to win, I think Kansas City is going to win. But I am rooting for Cincinnati. I, I love Absolutely. that team. And um, plus, I've I've been in the, in the same shoes as uh, Timmy, where 
I don't want Mahomes to win another one because after he won one, they they said they started calling. Oh yeah, no, he's like he's being dawned. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, whoa, whoa. Like, oh, you yeah. got a long way to go, and I don't even want him to come close to to any of the Brady's uh, Super Bowls. So uh, I will be rooting hard for Cincinnati. I do think it's it's a tough tough place to play in Arrowhead, and um, if it's still called Arrowhead, I don't even know if it's still called it that. Is, yep. But um, um, I'll. I'm going to predict what I think is going to happen. So I think it's going to be Kansas city 34 Cincinnati 28, but I hope it's the reverse. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I, I like, I love Cincinnati. I really want them to win. Um, and I always go with my heart on these kind of things anyway, because whatever it is, what it is. Um, I do think I agree with you where it's, I think it's going to be like a, a high scoring game. Um, I'm actually going to say 42, 34, uh cincinnati i'm gonna, I'm gonna say they're gonna it's gonna be a shootout it's gonna go freaking it's gonna get nuts um and you know i really hope burrow just like just goes crazy and throws five touchdown passes and has an awesome time um and and gets the gets the Bengals back to the back to the super bowl for the first time since like the 80s um which will be nuts but you know uh it's crazy that that's the rams and 49ers because obviously NF, nfc west is like woo hey we made it yeah. um I would not have ever, I don't think I would have, you couldn't have put a gun to my head. I mean, maybe the Rams might've made it this far, but yeah. I didn't see the Niners making it this far, especially when the single the whole thing kicked off. I think they were like the lowest seed or the second lowest seed in the, in the, in the conference when it started. I, um, I don't have to look that up now. I think they might've been the last team to get it. Um, I think they were. Would they play the first week? Uh, and, so oh, who did the Niners play? They beat the um, the Niners beat the Cowboys. No, so the Eagles were the lowest ones. That's what it was. Okay. Eagles Eagles were lower. Oh yeah, uh, but the Niners are a freaking six seed. The Niners are a six seed going in there. I mean, the Rams are a four seed, but um, but yeah, it's it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. So Rams are Rams or Niners. What do you got? So <laughs> this is I I have been thinking about this all week. Um. Because in my head, I say Rams, no problem. But San Francisco beat them both games this year. Jimmy G, I think I heard this today, is 6-0 and against the Rams. Mm-hmm. Some, some cra- he's undefeated against the Rams. 6-0, and 8-0, and something. He's undefeated. So that makes I'm, – I'm going to pick the 49ers, even though I don't, <laughs> I don't want – I don't want Jimmy G to go to the Super Bowl over Brady, but I'm going to pick the 49ers and I think I'm crazy to do it, but um I'm going to say it'll be they're going to keep uh, the Rams low scoring so it, I'm going to say 24-17 49ers. Can't believe sure. I'm saying it. So I, I still love Jimmy G. I always will, you know what I mean? It, it, everything that happened I don't think was really in his control, you know, with everything right. with yeah. Brady. Yeah, I don't that, I don't so. hate him. I just uh, yeah. I'm like yeah. I want I don't want him to go over Brady. Yeah. Well, Brady's out. That's why I'm like, yeah, you know, if it, yeah. would, it would have been great. It would have been magic <laughs> if it was Tommy versus Jimmy. Like that would have been like, good Lord. You know, your ratings would have been freaking spiked. Yeah. The I other thing a, is too, a soft spot for, for Stafford. I really, well, that's, I was just going to say the had, same thing. I was going to say like, it's really, really hard for me because I love Matthew Stafford, big fan of his. Like, I love that kid um, and everything that he's kind of gone through. Um, so, you know, I, I think the Rams are actually going to do it, uh, this time. Um, and I do think it's going to be low scoring. I think it's be 2017, 
um, Rams uh, for for this time around to get uh, to get to the Super Bowl. So I, I you know, like- Rams and Bengals for me. Hopefully that you know, but I wouldn't be upset if the Niners won either at all. Yeah. I'd be really upset if the Kansas. I would not. I do not want Kansas City to be there. I don't, yeah, I don't want. I I don't like. I don't care for Ramsey, and I don't care for OBJ, and I love Debo Samuel, and I like Jimmy G. <laughs> I don't love Jimmy G, but I do like him. I don't. I don't um, hate him, and um, I. But if you're if you're out there listening to this and you're gonna make wages, don't listen to me because I was zero and four last week. <laughs> Now that was straight up picks. That wasn't any spreads. Right, right. I was yeah. zero and four, straight up. So <laughs> I don't. So That's I'll funny. probably do the opposite of what uh, what I just said. Well, we were down short. Uh, we are short two people this week, but, uh, you know, I think we surpassed the hour. So good stuff. A lot of great stuff going on in the world of sports. Thank you for uh, for checking in. Make sure you check in with us uh, everywhere you can. Uh, YouTube, Instagram. Don't forget every morning because God bless you. I don't know how you do it, but every morning at the Rubber Shoes Wrap Up with Billy. Make sure you check that out every single morning. Uh, share it, like it, love it. Uh, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate everyone watching. Thank you so much, Billy. Pleasure, my friend. Glad we got this in, and uh, we'll chat. Uh, we'll chat next week. All right. See you then. See you, buddy. Congrats, Poppy.